your favorite comedian Anthony Rogers live in his tour bus yeah but also you need to get a beard like this people have been talking they, they said your shit looks whack it looks weird they can't tell your pronouns you need you need to get a beard like this right now and the only way to do that is by using luxurious bastard beard oil great smell great function great everything just get this and there's directions on how to use it if you know how to read but use the link in the description go to the website use promo code legendary get a discount do it thank you boom smokies edibles gluten-free dairy-free vegan no corn syrup Ugh, way better than other edibles in the market get them get them get them eat responsibly obviously like when you watch the show and you're not doing anything or you're at work or anything like that that's obvious but some people have to hear that um definitely these are the watermelon my favorite of the peach i just grabbed these last night for something different sour watermelon sounded cool i've had them before but i just wanted a little something different you know uh, make sure that's 21 and over make sure they're 21 and over buy them for yourself they're amazing eat them before the show eat them before every episode like me so i'm dennis with the anthony rogers show podcast my question for you is what would you do if you became president to help the working class well you know the, i think the, the principal thing right now is housing that the price of housing is uh is going up and it's beyond the reach of mm -hmm. most americans along with oil and gas and food yeah, yeah. inflation mm -hmm. is is hurting everything and inflation is more complex Mm -hmm. I can't say that I'm going to stop inflation overnight. What I can say mm -hmm. is that I'm going to stop the, the long-term cause of inflation. I'm going to unravel a war machine. I'm going to reduce dramatically health care costs by ending the chronic disease. Welcome back to the best podcast that has ever existed. Uh, I am Anthony Rogers, your host, and uh, today we have an interesting episode. Uh, you might be sensing a theme. Uh, the last couple episodes we had... Uh, like Holy Cabana, who uh, was a rapper that just came to Christianity. We had an uh, exorcist last night. And we have uh, one of my, I guess my friend at this point, he's been on the show so many times, uh, Brian uh, Demon Racer from Demon Racer side. You know, brother? What's going on? Thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, man. I always, uh, always love your videos, man. And like, uh, I mean, that's how, that's how I originally found it was like your TikTok videos. You go into like a lot of depth on um, a lot of awesome subjects that makes the History Channel look like a coloring book, I feel like. <laughs> I love that. It's great. It's a good example. Because, <laughs> yeah, there is there's a lot of things that when we go when I go into it, it's like I dig into like what's the root meaning for it or why why things are really the way they are. And you find out there's so much lies, but you can so easily see the threads if you start digging and you're just like, whoa, this is crazy. So, yeah, that's what I like to expose a lot of that. <laughs> It is, and if you're one of the 180 people watching after the show, you should definitely tear through his TikToks for a lot of content. Is and uh, hi, Janie, the only person that watches this podcast. How are you doing? Like, uh, she watches every episode. That, like, like so I think she's the only person that's ever seen every episode. But um, okay, so we're gonna get to some good stuff. I mean, we I think we're talking earlier about 25,000 different subjects we could cover. But uh, today you're talking about a very important thing about um, I mean, how I I tend to believe, and I think I think we had this conversation before about how most people probably have attachments or demons attached to them more so. I mean, I, I think we had a vague conversation about that before, but I think um, that that's we're going to talk about how you can tell if you have a if you have an attachment or demons are in you more or less. You know, I think that's a very interesting subject. Uh, uh, if you want to start that off, you're the you're the expert. I'm just a host. You know, absolutely, yeah. And so uh, a little a little bit more, you know, of what I do. Not only am I like a researcher, but I also I also cast demons out. I pray for people and. And technically kind of an exorcist, I guess you can say. Um, and so I help a lot of people with prayer and uh, identifying demons and helping people to recognize demons is like one of the biggest things before you can even get the demon to leave. Because it ain't just going to like it's not just going to like leave all, all the time. Uh, a lot of people don't know that they have demons and you can just look around our world today. It is so demonically charged. It is such a death centric like all the music, all the stuff is like satan Satanism is everywhere. It's like laughable that like people are like, oh yeah, demons are fake. Like it's just a fad. It's just a thing going on right now, dude. No, it, it is so beyond real, but people don't know what demons are. They really don't. They have no clue where they came from. They have no clue what they are. They have no clue like how they're affecting you. Like we think we think that these things that these conditions that people have are literally just sicknesses or medical situations, but no, dude, it's it's demonic stuff. There is tons of demonic entities. And, and so I want to break this down to give people some understanding about demons. So that way you can kind of identify if you've got something demonic on you. 
really. I mean, that's the most, that's one of the key factors before you can even begin to be like, Hey, should I, should, you know, should I seek help in this situation? Um, so a few things that, uh, that I'll point out is like, people think that like medical, medical conditions, like mental health, uh, conditions, like, uh, if you've got uh, let's see, schizophrenia, for example, uh, there's a condition. It's called fully, fully de foie. It means folly of two. Okay, and uh, I'm saying that wrong. It's French, but uh, uh, basically, that condition is a very fascinating condition because I've prayed for people that have schizophrenia, and uh, we we try to say, hey, people that have schizophrenia, you are hearing voices or negative thoughts in their head. I mean, this applies to everybody that even has like negative thoughts. Like a lot of, a lot of people that are insecure have, will have these constant negative thoughts being perpetuated in their mind. And they think it's their own thoughts, you know? And so I, I simply ask you a simple question. Like if it, if it was your own thoughts, you would be able to control it. And if you could be able to control it, you would be able to shut it off. So why would you have a depressing thought? Why would depression ever be a thing? It's not a Great thing. Point. Yeah. You, you could control it if it was yours. Right. But it's not point, your yeah. thought. Yeah, exactly. But it's not your thought. That's the, that's the point. It's like people think that these negative thoughts that are um, demeaning or like whatever, they think they're their own thoughts. Like you think that these things being perpetuated and, and pushed into your mind are your perspective of the world, but you have no clue how demons communicate. They communicate in thought. Okay. And so they communicate in, in these ideas in your mind and it, and it, it perpetuates further into like desires and stuff that you start to follow. Um, but like when it comes to like things like schizophrenia, I don't know if you know this, but schizophrenia in other countries is not a bad thing. Um, it's actually good. Yet. Yeah. It's actually considered good. Um, yeah. In countries where the Bible doesn't exist, schizophrenia is not a bad thing. They can be like, yeah, it's, a fa it's so fascinating. They that consider is. it, they consider it ancestors. So they're like, Oh, your ancestors are talking to you. Your ancestors are, here you're they're your friends or you hear from the spirits or you hear from the afterworld and they would take people away that have that hear the voices and they would take you away and train you to become the shaman of the village you become the shaman of the village so you would actually have an ability and they would teach you how to communicate with the voices they teach you how to reject the voices and this is what these were what the people way back in the day these are what shaman actually are they're not the dudes that hand you mushrooms today that are like i'm a shaman have some have some dmt like you know like that's not <laughs> That's not what a shaman was. A shaman was somebody that we would classify as schizophrenic, but we would train them and we would teach them to recognize and hear the voices and how to communicate and, you know, keep them at bay. Whereas today, and but if the minute you introduce the Bible to these type of people, boom, the voices go dark. They immediately go from, I'm your friendly neighbor. I'm your ancestor, your great, great grandfather, your guide or, or whatever. Like they immediately go dark and they go to like torment you. Because you're getting closer to the truth and understanding. And it's very fascinating because it's like they, they, they're getting recognized. They don't want you to get near the Bible. And so they will, they will torment you if you try to get any kind of understanding towards the biblical truth. Because you're, you're starting to find out what they actually are. Um, and so it's very, very fascinating that people will have visceral reactions. People with schizophrenia will always be, it's always very religious if you don't know this. But um, people that have these conditions, it's always very religiously, heavily based very, very like bent towards, you know, God or demons or whatever. And we just sadly in America, just teach these people, give them a bunch of medicine, shove them in the corner and say, yeah, you know what? Deal with it. Like we're, we're done with you. And we, and we push these people aside. I, I pray for some of these people like this. Okay. So like I've, I've experienced these kind of people, these conditions or like Alzheimer's. Okay. Alzheimer's is a lot of times demons taking your memory. They're taking parts of your brain, taking parts of your functionality. And people think it's a medical condition. It's like, dude, this is this is definitely something spiritual. And you can see the reflection of this when you begin to pray for these people and you see what happens and the changes that happen in these in these conditions. And so like what when it comes to like schizophrenia, though, in more detail, like what it is, is like it is a demonic entity. It's a person that has rather it's a person that usually I'll say usually because it's not the same in every case. Every case is usually different. Um, but in most cases, it's a person who has a spiritual gift. OK. And the Bible talks about the spiritual gift. It's called the discernment of spirits. Okay. And so there's individuals in our society today that have discernment of spirits. And if you have that gift, it's a spiritual gift that the Lord has given to you. Okay. But we've rejected it and we don't turn to the Lord to seek the truth or answers. And you've been, you've been, you know, given a little bit of biblical understanding. Guess what? Those things are going to torment you and hate you. So you do not find the truth. Okay. If you started studying Hinduism, guess what? They'd become your friends. 
start studying like Hootie engine, like any kind of tribal religious thing, those things would be like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 we'll be your friend. You start studying the word of God, you start studying the Bible, they will hate you. They will torment you. And that's because you're getting closer to the truth of figuring out what they are. Because once you understand the full truth, you can command them to do things. You can command them to shut up and leave. And they're terrified that people with this gift and this anointing can command demons to leave. And so that's why they, they attack people that have this sort of gifting so intensely. But there's also people, you know, before you get to schizophrenia, there's also just, you know, hearing voices in your head and you think that they're your own your own thoughts. And this is what most people deal with. And they're usually like negative thoughts. So you're ugly. You're not good enough. You're not worthy, blah, blah, blah. Like, Oh, I hate you. Like, and you hear these negative thoughts. This is a demon speaking to you. And if you could control it, you'd shut it up, but you can't because it's not you. It's something else. And that's something that people, um, People don't fully grasp and they and they they can't fully receive this understanding. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little bit about myself uh, before I get into this to understand, like, what what got me into understanding of this, because I, I didn't just become what I am and get into helping people and praying out demons because I had like a terrible life. And I was like, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol or whatever. Like, I never had this. I've actually never drank a drop of alcohol in my life. I've never, I don't do, I don't do any drugs. I've never done weed. I've never smoked a cigarette. Like I don't, I've never done any of this, which is like crazy that I'm this old and I'm, I've gone and I've never touched any of this stuff. Um, but, but like, it wasn't, it wasn't because I wasn't worldly. Like I was like trying to have like polyamorous lifestyle. Like I had like two girlfriends and my whole world was like fine. How I was, I was totally fine living my polyamorous lifestyle, you know, living worldly, you know, doing, doing my thing. You know, uh, I didn't come to this understanding like other Christians will be like, oh, you know, and then my life was just a wreck. And then Jesus saved me. And then all of a sudden, boom, I saw I saw Jesus. And then I turned my life around like that's not my story. Like My story is to completely different. Like I was serving myself and I was happy and fine. I was totally like I, I was fine with my, my two girlfriend situation going on. I was totally fine with this. It wasn't until I saw something that was so real that I could not deny it. Okay, like when I saw like one of my 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 girlfriend at my girlfriend at the time or whatever, when she got demons cast out of her and she got healed, supernaturally healed, I could not deny what I had witnessed in the change in her because she had a bunch of demons from living the lifestyle that I was, you know, pushing on her at the time, the girlfriend at the time or whatever. And I and like I was pushing this lifestyle onto her to sleep with other girls. And I was very worldly and it was terrible. And like that, that cons that, that behavior that I was like, listen, you're going to date this other girl and you're going to deal with it. Like that, that literally got her de demon possessed. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. I was, we were participating in rituals in like threesome situations. And I didn't even recognize that that could be a ritual. Like I, like I had no clue that that was like a ritualistic thing. Af afterwards, I recognized I like took a sword to my bed and ripped it to pieces and threw the bed in the dumpster because I had. I like used it as an altar and I didn't even realize that I was participating in demonic ritual practices. I had no clue. And so like, this is the thing, but I was totally fine. I was fine from it. She wasn't. Okay. So like the, the destruction I was causing wasn't even to me. It was to other people around me. And so like, but, but once I saw her get delivered from something demonic, because I just one day said, Lord, she started getting like weird, like anxiety attacks. She'd like stiff up and get like, you know, anxiety attacks, by the way, those are demons trying to take over your body. Side note, anxiety is not a thing. And that's why when you when people a lot of times will get anxiety from from certain types of drug use like that, you'll get this feeling. And that feeling of anxiety is usually the demon trying to influence its way over you. Some people, when you're not aware of the of the drug use, you won't get anxiety when you when you when you do the drugs like you won't get it. But if you do them. Like, and you start to become spiritually aware, more anxiety will happen. It's because the demon is getting nervous that you're going to find out what it is. And you're feeling its its emotions and you're, it starts to get nervous. So it starts to freak out. And so you're going to start to recognize this thing. But um, anyway, so like when it comes to realizing the truth, like I just saw this anxiety on her. She would like stiffen up. She had like these sort of like panic attack kind of things, I guess you could call it. I don't know. And uh, she thought she was bipolar, bipolar is totally demonic. If you are not, you are not bipolar. 
bipolar is literally the other demon taking over your body. That's why it feels like, oh, I just can't help myself. I've become a different person. Yeah, that's called demon possession. Like straight up, that's what it is. And so we classify it as bipolar or multi-personality disorder. No, dude, you got demons. Okay. And so like, the thing is like, when I saw this happening to her and I had known her for so long, she wasn't like this always, but it started happening the more that she was sleeping with other girls and other, other stuff like situations like this. And then like, I was like, this is not normal. Something, something's not right. I'm like, maybe you need to get like prayed for. And like, I had studied demons my whole life. I was a demonologist. Okay. My whole life. I basically studied about Nephilim, but I studied it as like, it was like a fun thing. Um, I studied it as like, it was like a fun, entertaining thing to do research and figure out history. Okay. And I thought like, oh, this is a cool thing. So I knew a ton about demons, but when, when I like started seeing this reaction in her, I didn't think they were real though. I didn't think they were like actually in people. I thought they were just like these ancient entities that maybe they've all ceased to exist by now. Whatever. It seems, okay. it seems foolishly come to God. Like, like, like it all seems like foolish until, until you understand it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I thought it was so silly. I was like, dude, this is, this is like, maybe this is not like, this is the cool stories to know. Right. And so I studied ancient gods and ancient Greek mythology and all these different things for fun, for funsies. And then it wasn't until I was like, okay, maybe you have some kind of demon. You know, I had a demonic experience when I was a child and that's what actually got me into this. I had saw like a black shadow person appear in my room. And a lot of people see this kind of stuff. They'll see like a, a shadow thing. And that shadow thing that I saw as a child, which I have a documentary if you want to watch about it, ancientangels.com. I talk about it. But the, um, uh, yeah, I saw the shadow thing and that kind of evoked me to going into the research of demons. But I didn't think they were real after that one instance that happened to me. Because it was only like one, two instances that ever happened to me spiritually as a child. And that was it. And I was like, all right, cool. It wasn't until I started seeing this situation happen with my my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, you know, maybe need to get prayed for. I called up a bunch of churches. I was like, hey, do you pray out demons? They're like, no, we don't really do that. We don't really pray. out. And like, what are you talking about? You don't pray out demons. I was like, I don't even go to church. And I know your Bible better than you. Mark 16, 17 says these signs will follow those who believe you're supposed to cast out demons. How do you not know that? And I like chewed out a few pastors at a few different churches. Like, I was like, how do I know your Bible better than you? Like, dude, you're a freaking pastor. I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're supposed to pray demons out. It says these signs. Jesus says this. He says, they go, Jesus, how are we going to know who's really a Christian and who's not? He goes this. These signs will follow those who believe. Number one, they will drive out demons in my name. That's what he says. And it says they'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They'll speak in new tongues, which is speaking in tongues stuff. And it says a few different things. But number one, they will drive out demons. That's like the definitive characteristic of somebody that says they're a Christian. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm a Christian. And I'll be like, oh, you're a Christian? Like, oh, okay, well, do you drive out demons? Because the, your Bible says you should. Like, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, your Bible says you should if you're a Christian. Like, it gives you that definition. And it makes the Christians go like, whoa, like, wait, let me think about this. Like, you know, and so many Christians have to like, justify if they don't cast out demons they have to justify oh well that verse was meant for those people back then it wasn't really meant for today like oh yeah 2023 yeah oh yeah sure 2024 now shoot like the demons are like oh we're gonna take a break we're not gonna we're not gonna de destroy anybody's <laughs> life COVID's killing all the people for us we're fine we're fine <laughs> you know it, it's just it's just it's laughable but I, I I prayed and I just said Lord if you're if you're listening God help and some random dude dude showed up at my place literally just showed up and was like, I was like, Hey, what's up? You here for design work? Cause I do design stuff and blah, blah, blah. I like, well, actually first I heard God tell me to take down all my art. That was the first thing I heard when I prayed the very next day I hear Lord say, I hear a voice say, take down your art. And I'm like, okay. And so I take down all my art and I'm an artist and I'm like, okay, I take it all down. And I'm like, this is weird. And like, I was like, I called, I called uh, my girlfriend. I was like, Hey, I feel like I'm hearing a voice telling me to take down my art. I know this sounds really weird. And she's like, what, why would you, feel that and then all of a sudden i get a bible verse in my head and it's like take down your art and i was like it was like straight up like uh uh what it say uh you were to have no none of the condemned things are to be found in your hands and then i had another bible verse that was just like boom 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 like bible verse after bible verse god had a conversation with me telling me to take down my art and burn it and so i was like this is insane so i burnt it <laughs> like i just like all right if this is god i'm just gonna burn it i, I don't even care like whatever and I got an intense verification from biblical. I was like, give me one more verse that you want me to burn this, burn my art. And I said, Lizzie, give me a bunch of verses. And and uh, my girlfriend at the time, she gave me some verses. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I said, all right, God, if this is really you, give me a Bible verse that tells me to burn my art. And all of a sudden I hear like Deuteronomy, whatever. And I open it and it literally says he handed the burnt offering. I'm like, all right, all right, 
maybe this is God. I don't even know. I'm just going to do it. I go and I burn my stuff. I just lit it on fire. It was crazy supernatural experience. Um, but uh, then all of a sudden, the next day, a dude shows up at my place. Random dude. And I was like, hey, you here for work? He's like, no, I'm like here for a design. No. I'm like, what are you here for? He's like, you know, I'm like, okay. I pull him aside. I'm like, listen, weird guy. I don't even know you, um, but you're kind of creeping me out. But I was like, I'm going to kick you out of my building because I don't know why you're here. I'm like, get, like you're, you don't have a business. You don't, what are you, what are you at my building for? And he's like, I, he goes, I do miracles and I teach people how to cast out demons and how to heal people. And I think God told me to come here today. I'm not even joking. Dude says this to me. I'm like in complete shock. Like that. He just spoke these words to me. I'm like, what? And like the dude ends up praying for my girlfriend and boom, I see her get healed. Dude. She is sleeps the entire night. Like in completely, I've never seen her sleep the whole night through. And I was just like, this is insane. Like, dude, she had motion sickness. Wasn't even a thing they prayed for gone. She had like all these, the anxiety stuff gone, all these sickness, all these weird things gone, gone, gone. And I'm just like standing in complete shock. I didn't even get to see what he did. And so like, I just, they prayed on their own. I left and then boom, she came back completely like a changed person. And so that was, it wasn't my testimony. That's not my testimony. You know, that was, that was her own testimony. But what I had seen was so real that I could not deny, I could not deny how, how valid this was. And so I started going, I started looking into it and, uh, I ended up praying for some, uh, somebody else un, unintentionally prayed for somebody else. And then when I prayed for them, like they ended up getting demons out of them. They ended up manifesting demons. The demons started talking through the guy, which I thought was like, I, I can't even believe when I first saw this, like I, like the dude came over, I was explaining the story that happened to my girlfriend at the time and uh, to him. And he was just like, dude, like, dude, I have those problems. I have that. He's like, maybe you can, maybe you can pray for me. And I was like, I mean, I, I get, I guess like the Bible says, you know, pray for, so I prayed for the dude. And I, the first thing that happened, I was like praying and he's just like, I'm like, how you feeling? I was like, Lord, in the name of Jesus, if there's anything demonic attached to this guy. Come out now. And I was like, how you feeling? And he's like, mm -hmm. and he doesn't say anything. I'm like, you feeling okay? I don't even know this guy. It's a friend of a friend. And uh, he's like, mm -hmm. I can't open my mouth. And he couldn't open his mouth. And I was like, what? What is going on? And I was like, all right. Uh, in the name of Jesus, release his mouth. And he's like, <gasps> he's like, something was shutting my mouth. I couldn't open it. And he was like, what the heck was that? And like, dude. The stuff I've witnessed now and seen now, demons started talking through this man, called me out on stuff in my life, personal things that this guy didn't even know. And like the things that I started witnessing as, as you know, demons are sneaky. They don't want you to know they're there. They're going to hide. They're going to stay hidden and they're going to pre prevent themselves from being noticed. Okay. And they're going to do that over and over and over. And they're not going to let other people recognize until you call them out. And when you begin to pray and you begin to call them out, you're going to see some crazy reactions, man. I've seen a girl that pretty much almost levitated. Like she came up off the ground, her hands went behind her back and she started getting drug in circles on her tippy toes. Like she didn't fully come off the ground, but like, it was like unnaturally real, like a ballerina, but without, but just being drugged on her tippy toes. And dude, the things that I've seen now is just it, 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 like if I had explained it to me before I had seen this, I would be like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> I'd have been like, I'd be like, dude, you're, you're nuts. But the stuff that I've seen and experienced now and the healings and deliverances that people have gotten healed from brain tumors, from uh, diseases, from cancers, from all these things. And people in the Christian community always want to pray like healing over people. And they're like, Lord, if it's in your will, heal them. If it's in your will, oh, if it's in your will, Lord. Dude, it's already in his will. He already wrote it. He said that go and heal people in the Bible. And so like so many Christians are so weak and they don't know that you have the authority to cast out demons. It's been given to you and you're supposed to do it as a Christian. Okay. It's your obligation. It's like what God has called you to do. And so like, if, and people, so many people are like, heal them, heal them. Well, guess what? It's not a healing. It's a demon and you need to cast the demon out and then they will get healed. And that's how a lot of things work. So a lot of sickness in people's lives People don't understand this. This is a way to identify it. If you've got sickness in your life, there's a good 90% chance you got a demon. Okay. If you have any kind of sickness, any kind of sickness, I'm talking cancers to all these things, you've got a demon that's caused it 
and either caused it and left or the sickness itself is the demon and it's trying to take your life. It'll take blood from you. If it can take your blood, if it can take your life, like dude, like uh, diabetes is even a form of demonic oppression. That's why you need to take your little blood pricker and check your blood sugar level. It wants blood. The demon wants blood. You have to give it blood. That's its payment. It's going to, it's going to keep on get, telling you to bleed for it. And so that way it's like, yeah, okay. Even a little finger prick is good enough for it though. It wants blood from you. And so people don't recognize these things, but like, this is literally how this stuff works. Like these sicknesses, there's a lot of sicknesses. I know a guy that prayed diabetes off of so many people. He prays diabetes off of people all the time. He just commands the, di- the demon of diabetes listens to him. Apparently I don't even, I don't even get it, but he just like tells it go and it leaves the people. And so like, this is how so many of these things work, but like, but we don't recognize it as demonic. Like you, you don't think it's demonic, but when you, when you really look at it, you're like, huh, that is weird that I'm supposed to draw blood for this thing. Huh? Isn't that? Oh yeah. It's real weird. Isn't it? But like, but like there's so many forms of sickness, disease, uh, you know, here's another thing, like a lot of STDs, uh, anybody that's gotten an STD, this is, this is great information for you right now, because did you know that STDs always aren't always caused by getting them from someone else that has it? They're actually caused spontaneously. And I didn't know this. I found this out talking to a doctor about some stuff, but like they cause, they can happen spontaneously. And there's always the, the partners are like, no, you gave it to me. No, you gave it to me. No, you, and there's always this like feud or, or tension. And, but people don't know because it comes, if it was, if it was always findable and curable, we would have eradicated STDs out of our society. Like we, it just like we did got rid of smallpox or whatever. Like we would have eradicated it out. How come we can't eradicate it out? Because they don't happen on, on their own. They happen from you living in a sinful lifestyle. They will spontaneously occur. And then you'll be in this, the, you know, drama of like, Oh, you gave it to me. And then, and it creates more tension and problems. So STDs come about. You might as well call them sexually transmitted demons. I mean, yeah, they are real conditions, but how they how they exist, spot they exist spontaneously. Sometimes it's not just like oh, you gave it to me always. Like it's it's something that can come about from from living that lifestyle because that's what it is. It's like the wages of sin is death. So if you're living in a sinful lifestyle, the Bible tells you this. It's like you will get the sickness, you will get the death from living the lifestyle. And that's the payment. And then what do we do? We turn to witchcraft to get rid of the STD. And so because we were like the real, the real solution for the STD is you turn to the Lord and you pray and you say, and you repent and you stop from your wicked ways. And you say, Lord, heal me, God. I see what this is. Heal me. And he will restore you if you repent. But we don't want to do that. We want to keep on living our sinful lifestyle. So we go to the doctor and we get STD witchcraft medicine to make the disease go away. We bend it to our will, okay? And we don't know what's in these drugs. We're not fully knowing how they're created or how they're being made. There's medicines and drugs that have like placenta in them. There's medicines and drugs that, what do you think that is? That's not human or child sacrifice or some kind of thing there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like these drugs are made by like methods of like killing pigs and taking the the, the excrements out of their brain or whatever. And, you know, to, and, and then replicating those, those brain. How is that not animal sacrifice? Like people just don't recognize it because we see we're so far removed, but they're like, dude, it's, you take horse pee, you know, the eye of a newt, the leg of a frog, like it's witchcraft, but we don't recognize it as that. Right. And so it's like boil and boil. Right. That's, that's what it is, but we're doing witchcraft. We don't recognize it like that. Yeah. Pharmacy, like the, the Greek word, uh, pharmakia, it's sorcery. It's just sorcery. I mean, it's, it's directly sorcery for sure. Like people, people yeah. are so far from God, they, they just, they're easy to trick. Mm-hmm. That's totally what it is. And if we don't recognize pharmacia anymore, we think it's, we think it's normal. We think sickness is normal. We think witchcraft pharmacia is normal. We think it's like our whole world has been veiled, but right now God's dropping the veil right now. Like never before. I don't know, dude. It's yeah. It's, it's happening to everyone. It's happening everywhere to everybody. It's fascinating because it's like this veil that's been over everyone, all the Christians and all the world. It's just like, boom, it's fallen all at once and everyone all over the world right now is waking up to this and they're like it's That's it's true. dude it's so crazy there's there's so people that are like seeing it whole colgan just got baptized like dude like the things like you know it, yeah it's like it, it's seeing this stuff is fascinating because it's like 
people are recognizing that it's demons. They're recognizing what this actually is. They're seeing that these things don't add up. They don't make sense. We've been thinking it's medical this whole time. And we're recognizing the little things. We're going, wait a second. This, this isn't medical. Like this is, how is this coming back? Why is this doing like this? Why is it functioning like this? It's creating terror. It's demons. Okay. So sickness in your body, sickness in your mind. Okay. Mental health conditions, bipolar, like all of these conditions, all of these things, yours a good 90% chance you got something demonic attached to you. And there's a way to get rid of it if you seek the Lord. And so that's that's how you start. And like addiction, guys, addiction's a huge one. People think addiction is like, oh, it's just a thing that I'm battling with. No, dude, it's not, it's not a battle. It is a demon. Addiction is a demon. Okay. You might as well call it a demon. Because that's exactly what it is. And you can pray the addiction out of somebody and boom, like they're going to have a reaction in their body. They're going to feel it. A lot of times people throw up. Like I'll just pray for a few people. Dude, they just throw up. I'll be go like I go places and people will get sick. I'll just look at people sometimes and they'll be like, mm -hmm, and the demon will leave them and they'll get it's healed. Funny, it's, it's funny because when I first met you, we had this like really long conversation on the phone and I think you did something like that for me. And like, um, and then like, I, and I, and I felt like this like childlike peace that I have now that I, 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 I did not, I did not have, I was so angry, so competitive, so <laughs> jealous. So, so, I mean, just all these, all these words. And, and like, I mean, I, I, I feel way better than the, than the first couple times I talked to you because I mean just how I've changed my life like, and, and and just in general and the decisions uh -huh. I've made and, and like I definitely agree because the first time I, I the first time I'm I think I talked to you on the phone we we were I was in my bus and you're describing um, attachments and the different things because I was telling you how my how, how about my grandfather how I saw my grandfather everywhere and he told me it was a trick and I'm like. And it clicked in my head and something you felt the energy change as it got mad like that it was like being uh, being found out almost even and then like you, you did a bunch of these prayers and stuff like that i remember or, or one in particular i remember and, and and i remember that just like kind of exiting me at least for that day i mean it, like i feel like it came back a couple times or whatever and like and even even they try yeah they definitely try but i mean it's it's funny how different my energy is with you now than it, than it was when i first met you because like uh, the, like the transformation i guess and like more and getting closer to God, I feel like, like in the last so many weeks and stuff, you know, that's exactly it, dude. And like, God will take you to new levels. The Bible says he moves us from glory to glory. So he's like, yes, he like, dude, he like, he's got you at one step and he's like, going to take you to the next. He's going to take you to the next. He's going to take you to the next. And people are like, people think like, oh, you know, I'm a Christian. I got to stop everything and be totally purified from everything all the way. 100%. No, you don't dude. You just, you, it's a chance. It's a journey. God's going to carry you through that journey. As he, as he brings you into the image of Christ that you're supposed to be, be living in. And so like, you don't even need to worry about it. Like just, just, just seek the Lord, accept his forgiveness, accept the freedom that he offers you and then let him just carry you through. And God will take, he'll just start taking things out of your life. He'll start taking like feelings, emotions. He'll start unforgiveness. Boom. He gets it out. Boom. He gets that out. Boom. And he just starts taking all these things out. And you got to get, you got to, uh, you got to forgive. And here's the biggest one, guys. If you think you have something demonic in your life, I will tell you the number one way to know if you have a demon in your life. If you've got unforgiveness, Gu I, I almost guarantee you, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you got a demon. Almost guarantee you. Everybody, everybody doesn't realize like there's, there's the Bible talks about like unforgivable sin and people are like, oh, this is unforgivable. There is an unforgivable sin. And I'll tell you what, what it is. It literally says, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will not forgive you. That should scare a whole lot of people. That's super true. I like but before I before I got closer to God and stuff like that, I felt like I was like I was so vindictive and competitive. Like I would I I, I feel like I would just like I would like I would be so mad at somebody for for screwing me over. Like I mean my bus was even broken into and someone stole a bunch of my stuff and I was just like, Well, I guess they I guess one, I have cool stuff, and two, they need they they need uh they need it more than me, and I, I wasn't even necessarily affected by it. I like wow. it's, it's, it's just like weird how much I I've, I've changed in the last year or two, like 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 from all that. And you're right. I, I mean, I'm just saying from my personal experience, but I but I definitely I definitely agree that I mean I I try to forgive everybody, and I think that's way easier than it used to be. Oh I, yeah. One person would call me a name on the internet, and I'd go off on them for three hours. <laughs> you mean it was just like it was just nuts how much time I wasted being mad, you know? Hmm. But look how much look how much your channel's grown and how much you've been blessed too since then too. Like your stuff just keeps growing and blowing up. Like the Lord's carrying you through and blessing you 
in your things as he's moving you from glory to glory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God is great. It's all it's all God's glory. It's nothing to do with me. It's all God's glory, you know. Yeah, I, I, show, awesome. I show up to work. I show up to work. That's about all I do, you know. And I think that like um, <laughs> I, it's all his glory, man. I think that uh, like Jesus definitely drafted me, and I, I I'm, I'm very I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy with that, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like we're not we're not like the first options always, but like but like hey, you know the Lord's <laughs> like hey, these guys. It's because God looks at our heart. You know what I mean? Like He's looking at your heart, yes, and He sees your heart, and your heart is is the first option. You know what I mean? Like He sees what's inside of you, and it's not we're like, very lucky. It's not like yeah, very exactly. lucky, man. I feel we're so lucky. lucky I feel it's like it's like wow, God, like what, like why, why me? Like, dude, I was totally living this life of sin and totally like okay with it. Like, you know, I was laughing like, about it. I was yeah. laughing about it. It was funny to me. It was funny to be evil to me for some reason. Like, and, and, and like I was talking to my buddy, like Anthony, who's in the comments earlier. Like, I, I was talking. I was talking about like that's why I'm kind of separated from comedy and going more into hosting because like I just don't want to be mean anymore, and I don't. I don't want to pick on people. I don't want to. I just don't. And that's all comedy. What it got me really far. I mean, like making fun of people. Like paid my bills, you know. And, and like I just, I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore. And I, I, and I just think that like, and it's my personal experience, obviously. But I'm saying like, everyone's is different. But I, but yeah, no, I, I just. I, I have no interest in that ever again. Like it's weird. Wow. It's, it's someone in the comments, Dustin was saying that he thought he had an attachment. Um, and, and like uh, he, he was saying he had a lot of. Uh, he said like when you were talking about um, but not not forgiving people, he said he had a lot of that. I believe that was what he was saying to that. But um, oh yeah, oh I he, see the comments. Yeah, yeah, he was saying earlier that um that he felt like he had an mm -hmm. attachment. I, I think he thought I thought he was joking, but I was like, no, I, I believe most people probably do. Like we discussed mm -hmm. before too. I think that I mean just the way the world looks right now, and people just being okay with like. Uh, just, I mean, everything that's wrong, like really. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, I would say like 90, 98% of people have got demons attached to them, guys. Like, listen to that. Like 98% of people. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying right now. And like, honestly, like it is, it is totally, it is totally true. It's totally real. They, they attach to people. And here's the sad part, guys. I'm going to tell you something like, uh, like most Christians have demons attached to them. Okay. In fact, more than others. In fact, I don't even like praying for Christians really. Okay. Like I don't, I don't, I actually don't enjoy it because it's like you, like a lot of times the demons that are attached to Christians are some of the worst. They're some of the worst demons you have to deal with because they're religious demons and they like stay. And it's like, dude, you're, you've got a demon because the Lord's already told you something, Christian. The Lord's already told you something and you're not listening. God's already given you a warning. God's already given you a thing. And you're not, you're just like ignoring it. Why do you think you got the sickness in your life? Like you got the sickness because you're ignoring the truth that's been presented to you, Christian. And that's, and it's like, dude, when somebody's like, oh, I'm a Christian and you know, and I've, I've got sickness, maybe this is just my sickness. Maybe it's the Lord's cup. Okay. Maybe I'm like Paul who, you know, he's supposed to have, he's supposed to have sickness in his, in his life. Yeah. That, you know, like that's, oh, it's, it's just my cup. It's the way I'm supposed to deal with it. You know, and it's like, dude, Paul's shadow was like healing people. Unless your shadow is healing people, I don't think you need to worry about your cup of sickness that you're supposed to deal with. Like that is that's such a weak excuse. And so, so many Christians have so many things wrong in their perspective, and and God wants to change your perspective. And you got to break down like a child. That's why Jesus says you got to be like a child to enter into the kingdom of God. But you have to break down your view and get drop your religious religiosity view that you got and understand Jesus and who he really is. Yes, sir. And that's, that will deliver you. That will set you free. But guess what? I pray for Christians and they don't get healed. You know how depressing and sad that is? Dude, there's so many Christians I go to pray for and it's like, they don't even believe in it. I can go to some random dude on the street and be like, Hey, yo, you got an addiction right now? Let me pray for you. Boom. That dude just like falls on the ground, gets instantly healed. Okay. Like stuff that I've never seen. Just like crazy stuff will happen. I go to pray for a Christian, and they're like, maybe, maybe. I've seen that as well. Like, uh, like uh, uh, when my mom was like unresponsive in the hospital, this like chaplain lady came in, and I prayed for her and didn't even believe the words. I could tell she didn't even believe it. And then when she like walked away, I was like, God bless you. And she like looked at me. Like that was the first time she believed it in her shift, at least maybe in months. I don't know how long. And then like a, a guy with a Jesus necklace came in next, and like and like she went from like unresponsive to like this like weird healing process, and like and like. Uh, and, and like I mean, I I I've witnessed miracles as I believe in them, and I and I, uh, I mean, and I have had the best peace these last two days that I've ever had in my entire life. Just like uh, kind of just like being completely sober 
and like kind of just like uh, like pushing that all waves. And when I when I last talked to you, I was chain smoking weed and I was eating edibles, which I mean, time and place, it just wasn't my place like like anymore. And I think that like I, I'm in the most at peace I've ever been, at least that I remember, like at least in memory. And like I, I mean, it, it, the things God will do for you. And the thing, I mean, Jesus is the great healer, and, is, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be to be able to even have the opportunity to to have found God while I'm on Earth. Still, I, I'm very lucky. I think. And, and, and I'm, I'm the most at peace I've ever been. I think like all my dreams are coming true constantly. I'm the most at peace I'm, I've ever been. Like that's so honest. awesome, dude. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. God is so good. And like, and like, so like people don't, people don't see this stuff, but like, even like when we, when we start to recognize that the, that we start to turn to the Lord, like he starts to reveal truth to us. He has promises. The Bible says, it says he has promises to prosper you. Okay. To prosper you. To like make your life better. He wants you to give you the things that you enjoy. You think in your head that I want this. I want weed and I want all these things. And you think you want the drugs and you want this lifestyle and you want to have two girlfriends or whatever thing you think you want. You think you need it. You think you need it. At the time, (laughs) I thought I needed it. I thought I needed to smoke joint after joint. I thought I needed it. I, I, I believe the lies. I believe all the lies of the world, man. Exactly. But that's the that's the demon that Jesus came to give you freedom from sin. And people don't understand this. It doesn't mean he came to give you freedom to sin. It's freedom from sinning. Okay. So like, so like, like people, so many Christians are like, oh, I can sin. I'm forgiven. I can sin. I'm forgiven. I can, I'm sure you've heard that one in church. Yeah. 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 You can sin. Maybe you're forgiven. I don't know. Maybe God forgives you, but I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one thing who won't forgive you. Demons ain't going to forgive you. And they're going to come for you. If you sin and you, if you think you're forgiven, demons ain't going to forgive you at all. They're going to show up at your door. And you're going to be realized that, yo, me living in this sinful life is evoking spirits. Jesus heals a man and he says, go and sin no more, least a worse thing come upon you. Like, what? Like, they cut that end part out in church. They don't tell you least the worst thing come upon you. They don't want you to think about that. Because guess what? If you live in sin, worse things come upon you. Jesus didn't say, hey, go and try to sin no more. But if you sin a little bit, it's okay because I'm going to be, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to die on a cross here in a minute. And I'm just going to like, all my blood's going to be poured out for you and you'll be forgiven. So go and try not to sin. That's not what he said. He said, go and sin no more. And that's a tall order. Like like, when that, yeah, when that weight hits you, you're like, wait, I'm not supposed to sin. Like what? But guess what? If you stop living in sin, he blesses you with an anointing and an authority to cast out demons and to heal other people. That's the authority that starts coming onto you. You start getting it and it just starts falling onto you and you can't even stop. Like you go places in public and people get healed. Look, it's just, it's just like this amazing thing that like the Lord carries onto you. And you're just like, whoa, I had no clue this was real. Like I've seen so many churches where they do that silly knock you down thing and push you over thing. And it's like, this is like, like make believe hypnosis, silly stuff. A lot of it. Okay. But I've seen it for reals happen. I've seen that for reals happen. I didn't even know. I wasn't even expecting it. I had a demon possessed dude try to touch me once. And he like, he just was like, went to touch me and boom, he got knocked, picked up in the air. Something lifted him up in the air and threw him back. I, I was, that's actually why I have this rosary. I was reading this story about um Ted Bundy, like one of the last victims he went to had to fell asleep with the rosary on her on around her around her wrist or whatever. And then like uh he walked in to kill her and he he, he was reporting he was telling somebody he was thrown, he was thrown from uh he was thrown from it basically, uh, thrown from that girl's room or into a wall or something. And then like that's why I, I don't even take this off anymore, man. Like I just <laughs> and I've been in such peace, it's it's crazy the amount of peace I've been in. Hey, that's that's fascinating. I didn't know that. And so he is that. Was, did he kill the girl? Or no, he wasn't able to kill her. He wasn't able to. It was one of his last victims, I believe. Like a, wow, a, the same the same priest that talked to him on death row was the same priest that talked to that girl. And like, and, whoa, yeah, and like, uh, so so he heard the story, and like, she prayed and had the rosary in her hand. She fell asleep with the rosary in her hand, and was and was like thrown basically from from that, and like it, it's uh it's crazy. Wow. Dude, that touched, is so crazy. No, it was awesome. And it touched the comments. Like, what, what, what advice you, I feel like you're seeking out your advice. Like, uh, yeah, like, let me, I'll, yeah, let me, let me tell you some other things. So I see you, uh, addiction with alcohol, uh, a bunch of forgiveness and all kinds of things. Yeah, dude. So like unforgiveness is allowing the demon of addiction to stay in your life. Does that make sense? Like you have the spirit of alcohol, which by the way, alcohol is how you pronounce it. It's an Aramaic word. It's not alcohol. Okay. 
Is that some Amer- the Americanized version? You know what it actually means in Aramaic is body eating spirit, alcohol. That's why the Muslim people don't drink alcohol because they know you're not supposed to. Because what it does is it brings you closer to death, and then you're but you're and it also makes you more spiritually aware when it brings you closer to death. And everybody that gets closer to death, you get more spiritually attuned. But you're going there in violation and not in the right place of the Lord. And so you're tethering your soul away from your body. And you're allowing other entities to weasel into your into your soul and they can take control of your body. Full-on demon possession is when you drink alcohol and you black out drunk. That's full-on demon possession. I've seen and it. like, yeah, it's not you. That is not you in your body anymore. That's why you can't remember these things. Because it's not your memories. You're not there. But when you drink alcohol, you are having a demon trying to take control of your body. So there is a spirit that is trying to get into you because it wants control of you. That's why people have addictions to alcohol, okay? Like, it's literally the demons trying to grab you and affect your life, but you've got to forgive. Forgiveness is the key. This is how you get rid of demonic entities. You forgive people. You have to let it go. And so, like, yeah, you cannot carry it. You cannot carry In fact, there's actually a condition called spontaneous remission of cancer. Have you heard of that one? Wow. Yeah, and guess what? They interviewed a bunch of yeah, they, they, they interviewed a bunch of people and they're like, oh, you know, they had spontaneous remission of cancer. And they're like, you know, they're going to die. They're on their deathbeds or whatever. And they and they go like, hey, what happened that made the cancer go go away? Because it just like left. And some people are like, oh, I ate this. I changed this. I did that. And nothing was consistent. The one thing they found consistent, they all said this. I came to terms that I was going to die. So I forgave everybody. And when they forgave everyone, boom, like the, the cancer spontaneously left their bodies. Amazing. Like, what are you, what, like, how, like science looks at this and we go, oh yeah, you know, it's something, it's psychological. No, it's not psychological. It's a demon and demons have control of your body because of unforgiveness. Like they have authority over you. So you have to forgive. You got to let things go. You got to reject the negativity in your life and that will drop the demons. That's the unforgivable sin, bro. You're not forgiven by God. If you have unforgiveness. God's not forgiving you. That's why, that's why, and as silly as it seems, that's the driving factor that's allowing the demon of addiction to well up inside of you. Because, you know, you may not think that the unforgiveness has anything to do with your reason for your drinking alcohol. You may think it's totally unrelated, but it's allowing the demon to enter you because of the unforgiveness. And so, like, you got to let it go and you got to, like, release it. And even, and then specifically, Dustin, with your picture, the, the, you know, throwing up the middle finger there. Like there is so much hate and resent, even in the image alone, your image that you have. Like, and I'm not, not trying to like dog on you or be mean to you or anything, bro. But I'm just honest, saying like, yeah. say what? You're just being honest. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I'm just, it's, yeah, it's I'm just, just not offensive. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's, it that, that perpetuates hate. You don't even know what that symbol means, bro. Like you, like you think it's funny. You think there's, there's obviously something demonic influencing you, but like, but like, um, uh, no, 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 okay, no worries. Okay, yeah. So there, there's, there's just, there's something that is built in hate and resent that that is fueling that, and it's, 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 it's seeping out of you, and so like you don't even recognize it. But like, but like, so many people don't, and so that's, that's why that stuff kind of like affects us in our life, and like we don't even recognize, we don't even recognize what these things mean. But like the F word, by the way, for instance, if you the F word, if you say that a lot. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. We think it's funny. We think it's funny when we do that kind of there's, stuff. There's, there's some weird connection between sinning and, and thinking it's funny as a coping mechanism. I remember that too. It was like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm a, I was a comedian or I'm a comedian or whatever. And I would, I, I would, I would, I would just mm-hmm. laugh at how evil all these words were and stuff. And it, it is great. The connection's great. I still don't completely understand it, but I see the connection for sure. Yep. And it's, that's, that's the demon inside you. That's laughing that they think it's funny. That's what that is. And so you have something demonic inside of you that's thinking it's funny and it's perpetuating that emotional feeling when you defile yourself that way or defile others. Like you, you like you don't understand what these things are, but like the F word, for example, that's an ancient demon's name. Why do they want you to say it as a noun, adjective and a verb in the same sentence? It's uh-huh. the same thing as looking in the mirror and saying, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. You know, you say it three times or whatever. Like that's another ancient demon's name. And so like you, you say Faku is the name of the demon. You say this, that is evoking a spirit, but it's a spirit of perversion and not just sexual perversion. It perverts all kinds of things. So it perverts like your perspective of things, reality of things. You evoke that spirit when you say its name over and over in your language. 
And then it comes into you, it enters you, it makes its home in you. And then it starts to affect things in your heart and the way you view the world, the way you see things, all of that stuff. That all comes about from evoking that spirit. So yeah, cuss words are, are uh, they're, they're originally called curse words. They're not just called cuss words. They're called curse words for a reason. Because when you were to say them, you are bringing a curse upon yourself and others that hear it. And so like, that's why it's called a curse word. Okay. It's not, it's not a cuss word. That's the, that's the modernized to avoid you from recognizing that it's called that. Like even the English language, the English language is a cursing language. It's been a modified and, and uh, like bastardized and changed to into something that is cursing. Okay. And that's why you wrote originally in cursive. Okay. Huh. That's why it was called that. It's a hybridized um, or Germanically derived occult language. They've taken words from all kinds of things to confuse you. That's why there's things that like, you know, you know, people will say, oh, this is why the word says this, like the son of God is the same as, you know, the, uh, the, the, the sun in the sky. Oh, it's sun worship. Yeah. Yeah. It's sun worship. No, like, like Billy Carson talks a lot about this and like, he'll mention things like that. And it's like, dude, it's, it's, it's like very, um, it's very deceptive, but it's, it's because it's created that way in English in order to confuse you. Like they've, they've hybridized your language with a bunch of occult meanings and a bunch of occult terms so that you don't understand the true meaning. So when I read the Bible, I have to read it in like multiple languages and multiple versions multiple times to really get the, the true understanding of what's actually being said and what's going on. So like you have to do this over and over to get that truth into you. So that way you can really go like, oh, this is what it, this is what it means. Like I, I had no clue that that's what it meant. So what's that say? It says, I read the H word is the most demonic because people say it flippantly. The H word. Um, I don't know what the H word is. Uh, the opposite of heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> okay. The, uh, yeah, well, hell's not, I wouldn't say the most demonic. You can't say it, but the, uh, but it is, it is a demonic word and it is a, it is a door, a door gate to hell. So if you, if you conjure it and you say it all the time, you're essentially saying hell and you're chanting it to open up the door to allow any entities from that realm to influence you. That's why you don't say it, but people don't yeah. recognize that. It's weird how, how many people think like, they're always like, that's where the party's at. And that's where this mm -hmm. is at. And I'm like, you guys make no sense. I, it's just like, it, and it kind of terrifies me because I got, I got a lot of friends like that. I was, I was an atheist for a long time, you know, and a lot of people I care about still are, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I pray for them a lot. And, and like, um, and it kind of, it just kind of terrifies me that like people that, that, um, that cool with it, you know, that cool with like just eternal damnation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Know? Else. Like if you ask them, they'll tell you they're fine with it. And, like, it's just like, it's just, it's terrifying to me personally. And like, um, and it's just like, it's just like, I don't know, man. It just, it's, it's kind of terrifying. What is I uh, knew? What are you talking about? Opposite of can not stand. What does that mean? That messed up the word or something. Hang on. I can't stand. I, I don't know. It might cannot I, stand. I, opposite of cannot stand. I get, I get what you, I get the same. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, it took me a second. It took me a second. Yeah. So the, uh, but yeah, no, the, the, that's how a lot of it is. And like, people are so, they, they make jokes of it because it's no longer them joking. They don't even realize it. You've evoked so many ah, spirits in them. You've, evoked, you've, yeah, literally people have evoked so many spirits in our world is an occult world. You live in a witchcraft world. You're speaking a witchcraft language. You're speaking an occult knowledge, uh, like everything. Okay, like there's so much distortion in the English language. And in fact, this is what a lot of Muslims actually, there's a bunch of people turning to Muslims, like they're becoming Muslims all over the world. And people don't, people, and I'm like, I'm like, why? But dude, Muslims have been saying this about America and the English language and stuff. They've, know, they've known it and they've been talking about it in a lot of cases. And it's it's like convincing people to become like to, of some kind of truth. Because once you start to see a little bit of the truth, you're like, this must be the truth. And you go in that direction, which unfortunately it's not the truth. I'm gonna tell you right now, Muslim you know, views are not the truth. Okay. There's a lot of this other distortion and a lot of other things, but this is actually one of their, their key points of, of opening people's minds to realizing that dude, like you live in an occult world, like you live, you've been living in it. Like America is this thing. That's why I have such a hate towards America. And they're like death to America. It's because they believe that it's a witchcraft uh, country. And it kind of, it is like, dude, we like, like we well, just don't recognize that you're not supposed to be living this way. And it doesn't mean that you're evil, but you're God is like, you know, there's evilness surrounding you. 
you are so many people are demonized in this country. So many people are demonized. People are like, oh, we got to go to their countries and save people. Like I was thought like, oh, demons exist, but they're probably like in other countries where they're doing like mm-hmm. voodoo and other stuff, dude. Oh my gosh. Was I so blind to recognizing how many demons are here in America? It's probably the most demonized place in the world. <clears throat> yeah. Until, until you live in God's truth, it all seems foolish, man. Like it really does. I remember, I remember just not making sense or maybe I was just mad at him. I mean, that, that's what I kind of looked. I don't know. When I was younger, maybe I was just mad at him or something. Like, I, I, I think mostly that, like my grandparents died. I was just mad. And like, um, I don't know. Mm. I, it's, it's just a weird, it's a weird time. And like, I, I, I hope that what we're talking about before the show that we're not, we're not truly in the end times, but it, it seems as if we are, you know, and like, it seems like, I mean, the love of self, you know, the selfie, you know, the, um, the merchants, the great men, no one takes marriage seriously. I mean, you could literally just look through revelation and outside of the seven headed beast. I mean, outside of stuff like that, I mean, maybe that's happened. I haven't seen that, but, a lot of it, a lot of the other stuff has, which is crazy, you know. Oh, it's very fascinating how much you know. Like what's coming up next, I'll tell you right now. I don't know what how it's going to happen, how it's going to go down in Revelations, but I'll tell you right now what I do know. There is a man. His name is Thomas Horn, and he talks about this stuff. And uh, he talks about he has a prophecy that he he's prophesied a few things and they've come to pass. Okay, and very few, very little things, but they've been big prophecies that have been turned out to be true. Um, he had a prophecy that in 2029 or 2030, that there was a comet that comes to hits the earth. The dude prophesied this, spoke about it, said it on everywhere, and then he just died a few months ago. Um, yeah, Thomas Horn, super amazing man of God, reveals a lot of truth. Um, he talks similar to the kind of things that I expose. Um, dude had this, gave this prophetic word to the world and died. So 2030, 2029, a comet's supposed to hit the earth. Which is why I think you see all these people like in the high elites digging tunnels and making these like cities underground and stuff and all this, all this kind of a uh, thing that they're doing or whatever. Revelation um, talks about that too. The ritual hiding the rocks. They're under the ground, under the yeah. rocks. Yeah, uh, it talks about that in Revelation too. Yeah, rocks fall on us. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so like that's literally what's what seems like it might be coming. And like people, people are all waiting for the rapture and all this other stuff, dude. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly what's coming. Like I know we might that, have missed it. We might have missed the rapture. <laughs> I don't know. We might, we could be the children of the people afterwards. I don't know if it's even going to happen like that. Like, yeah, you don't, yeah, no one knows really. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. But like, but like the thing is, I do know is that there's more than likely going to be a comet hitting the earth in 2029 or 2030. And cause that dude has been pretty accurate with all those other things that he said. And so like, there is, there is a shift that's going to happen in the world and everybody's waiting for this other thing to happen. Dude, I think God's judgment's coming and you need to get right with the Lord now while he's calling everyone he is calling everybody right now it's like he is waking up people from the crevices and being like dude demons are real this is real god is real the truth is this is this and if you need help if you need prayer you can go to my website demoneracers.com and i pray for people for free every saturday you can sign up on the website and then i'll pray with you my people will pray with you like i do this all the time it's free do you want to do a prayer before we get out of here? We're almost at the one hour mark. Do you want to do, you want to do a prayer like uh, before we get out of here? Absolutely. We'll just, Let's do, we'll promo just pray right now. Now. Let's do promo first, though. Check sure. out uh, check out his Ancient mm-hmm. Angels uh, a movie. It's really good. Um, and then if you have anything else, I just want to make sure I mention that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ancientangels.com uh, or ancientangelsmovie.com. Check it out. If you want to learn about, you know, demons and, and Nephilim and stuff like going on with the crazy situation at the mall or whatever that was situation people are saying they're nephilim but whatever yeah, it's like ancient angels it's like ancient aliens but real so, yeah but uh, real exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry yeah let's, let's send us on a uh, prayer and help we can help these people it's like they're drawn they're drawn to this for a reason you know that like with the title and with who you are and stuff man so absolutely so right now lord god i just come before you right now god in the name of jesus that everybody watching right now lord god anybody watching right now you have directed them to this, Lord. You have directed them to this right now, God. And so I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, release whatever demonic entity is attached to them right now. Begin to loosen your holds and release off of them now. Let it go right now. In the name of Jesus, let them go right now. Break off. Break off and go into the abyss. They don't want any part of you. They've already expressed it in the name of Jesus. They've already expressed that they don't want it. They don't want the attachment. Get off of them now. Release off of Dustin. Get off in the name of Jesus. He doesn't want you any longer. 
Leave now in the name of Jesus. Break off. Holy Spirit right now, move on the people watching, everybody listening right now, anybody watching this podcast right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you begin to move in everybody's life. Receive it now. If you want this right now, open your hands and feel it. Let it receive into you, Lord. Let, let it flow. Let the Lord flow into you right now in the name of Jesus. So that I sheen that it And let there be a new renewing in their minds, Lord, to read your word, to open their hearts, to bless them, to sanctify them and set them apart for your calling and your purpose, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I speak blessings and I speak positivity and love. And I speak release from every demonic clutch. I say every demonic hold begin to fall down and break. I speak that over their life right now. The demonic holds, the demonic traps disassemble and fall apart now in the name of Jesus. I command you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Cool. Well, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you, man. I, I, I think the world needs that right now more than ever, and I appreciate that, man. And, um, Absolutely. Check out all Brian's stuff under Demon Erasers. Um, I'm, I'm Anthony Rogers. Uh, uh, follow me, too, I guess, if you're not already. I mean, it's my show, so you probably already are. But uh, <laughs> weird marketing to people that are already in the, in the base. But, uh, but no, probably Brian back on for a million time, uh, times. And if, if you liked what he, uh, his content, I mean, tear through his TikTok, man. I mean, that's that's the best way. I mean, that's how I found him originally was uh, just tearing through his TikTok. I mean, um and, uh, yeah, no, God bless each and every one of you, and I uh, hope all your dreams come true as well. Uh, Lord knows mine are, and I, I hope that everyone gets to experience that as well, no matter what it is. If you want to be the best dentist, do it. You know, if you want to be the best whatever. The world the world needs more than comedians, so I'm, I'm finding that out myself. So, so um, thank you all for watching and uh, listening and whatever time and frame you're doing this. So thank you all. Thanks for having me on, man. Always, man. Later.